five friends decide to publicly take on the topics that are privately discussed between us girls with wine, with wine. and Danielle, and Danielle. Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Jocelyn, Jen, Jen. Michelle, Michelle. Sharonda. Sharonda. You are now listening to Between Us Girls, the podcast. Hey, welcome to our show. This is Michelle, Danielle, Jen, Jocelyn, and Sharonda. And this is Between Us Girls. girls. And we have a very, very special celebrity guest here with us tonight. Yes. Um, yes. Very cute and funny Fernando model. Yes. Hello. Yes. Hello. I think we should have played the Fernando song. Oh. Still okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Today we have from the St. Clair Winery in New Mexico, uh, Nebolio, and this was brought by Mr. Fernando for us to try. So we will have our opinions, I guess, at the end of the show. We're going to use Danielle's uh, scorecard again. Absolutely. Now that we're working on the scorecards. Um, so what did you guys do this week? Well, um, I had a very interesting conversation. Uh, I was getting my hair done. And a guy that came in, he was um, a, is is training an okay word to say? No, what is it? Trans. Trans. Okay, so he was a, he was a trans pimp. I didn't know that, I didn't know that that existed. Like, he had, he was like, um, I told my bitch to do this, this and that, or whatever. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, like and you just thought he was talking about his girlfriend, right? He this was. I, he was like, oh no, I charge these white people. I was like, what? Oh my like, god! He was, <laughs> charge for what? Let's let's start there. Well, he showed me a video. Oh, oh, you got a video? Yeah, it was a video, and it was this guy. He was um, giving fellatio to the no. prostitute. So politically correct. I know, right? I don't know how to say it, right? Like, it was, it was Wait, what is fellatio? What is fellatio? So he was giving, so the client was giving head to the prostitute. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ah! Fernando said, forget this. Let's say what it was. Oh, yeah, I get it. Amazing. The guy had on a lipstick. Like, that was his thing. Like, he. Wait, wait, the client? The client was wearing <laughs> lipstick. It's like pink amazing. lipstick. Like lipstick or chapstick? No no no. Okay. Like Gloss. white no no no. Barbie okay. pink. Like like a matte. Oh. Like a matte lipstick. Wow. And I'm sitting here looking at this video, I'm like, what in the services here he's just banking off of what's already established unfortunately but it is what it is i just never met a gay pimp in my life amazing i want to be his friend her friend oh no no if if you're in drag you are to be addressed as drag or trans right a little trans so so, they want to be addressed however they want to be i'm using the rupaul term okay so so see here's the thing with rupaul so rupaul uses trans but then she got in trouble, well, RuPaul got in trouble and had to change it to trans. Mm. So that's why now it's considered trans. And so okay. I can, So trans is someone who is transitioning from one oh, sex to the yeah. other. And so you refer to them by the sex they are transitioning to, not the transition, right. not the sex they were transitioning right. from. Right. Now, drag queen is just a man in, in woman's clothing. That's but not transitioning. That's not nothing to do with transitioning. Gotcha. Now there have been some drag queens that became trans and then transitioned fully, got the parts and everything. But for the most part, it is drag queen is a man and woman's clothing. 
because they have way too much fashion sense for one gender. Between us girls is an educational show. We were just educated. You don't understand. Yes, thank you, Fernando. You've been educated. Come on through. So before we get started, I was listening to another podcast this morning called Another Round, and actually they had um, a trans, I guess it's Janet Moss, I think she's trans, she's female, uh, from male, and she, she just has the cutest husband, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> because I always wonder, like, do they struggle to meet people who will accept them? Some people are attracted to people with blue eyes, and they immediately get drawn to that. So there's a, there's there's a there's a group of people who are automatically attracted to that, and they will go to the environments where they can most likely meet to someone. See, like right. that. Exactly. Wow. You're going to you're going to surround yourself with the area or the surroundings and the people that are more most likely suitable for you. Like, I see that. Actually, what's interesting is this morning I had a client, and and what happened during the session was, she says, is my boy, is my husband being faithful? And what I saw was, I saw, in my mind, I saw a clip of this man having sex with another man who was dressed like a woman. Oh. And so that's what I saw in my head, because it was based off of some stuff. And so, wow. yeah, and so, oh wait, well, yeah, that's what I said. And so, as I was starting to get it all out, she says, now, is it with both male and female? And I was like, oh, well, we, you're getting to where I'm trying to get to, so let me tell you. Yeah, she's but familiar with that. So, she, yeah, she, and he had actually been caught with a female prostitute years prior. So, for so she's like, I'm a big girl, I can handle it. You tell me whatever you see. And I was like, okay, girl. All right, well, this is what I I said, but I feel like he's transitioning. I think he's probably gay, but he's trying to come to terms with it. So he's having sex slowly with people who are transitioning to get more comfortable with accepting the reality of the situation, which is he wants to be with men. Oh, wow. So, That's awesome. For her to ask that question, though, she had to have some sort of idea. Sometimes, sometimes, some people have issues. Some people have issues trusting, period, because somebody screwed them up along the way, whether it was a family member or a childhood experience or just a really bad relationship. But for her, I think that her experience had taught her that he's just not someone who can be trusted with these kinds of situations. Right. So. Well, Fernando, you mentioned your client, so why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We forgot to talk about that, right? <laughs> so I am a professional psychic medium, and I say that proudly because it took me years to be able to say that proudly. Um, I used to be out in public, and people would say, well, what do you do for a living? And I would say, oh, I'm in consulting. And even now, I say it, but I only say it because I don't, I'm off the clock. I don't want to be called into a session or a reading. Right. But I, I, I say it very proudly, I'm a psychic medium. Because not only did I have to spend time embracing this gift, and, well, this ability within myself, I also had to be okay with it and being able to do that. So I have the ability to tap into the past, present, or future. I don't know everything, and I think that's a common misconception with psychics and mediums, is that we see everything, we know everything. No, I make the same kinds of mistakes. I know as much as you do, except I have maybe 5% more information than you So that's the second part. And the mediumship is the ability to communicate with those in spirit. So that's the other part of the job. So that's what I do. Okay. Awesome. Well, we are so, so glad awesome. that you're here with us. Like, super glad. Like, we <laughs> told you earlier that we're really excited because we're like a celebrity. Fill my head up with love. Fill my head up with love. Blow it away. We're now best friends. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you didn't get the memo. Make sure you tell my assistant. Make sure you tell my assistant. Okay, well, tonight we are going to talk about a few things. First, and foremost, the law of attraction and energy while dating. Um, for those who don't know, the law of attraction is the ability to attract into your life what you're focusing on. Why is that? Holy Spirit. I know. <laughs> a Fernie, the Holy Spirit. I, I'm having a Fernie chat. Right. Um, so it's just uh, using the power of your mind to kind of manifest, you know, what you want. So the question is. How do you use the law of attraction and shifting your energy to your benefit while you're dating? Hmm. Well, I think that 
you have to really kind of like be positive and be specific with what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. Like you first have to kind of like get in tune with who you are. Because I mean, anything that you want, I kind of feel like you have to be the things that you want. Yeah. Like if you want, um, you want somebody that you feel like you can depend on, you need to be dependable. Right. You know, like you can't necessarily ask for things that you're not willing to give. That's my thought on it. Yeah, I agree. For now, what do you think? Whew, that's a long one. Uh, okay. So, and I like it long. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why do we all do? We are eye to eye. Let's best friends. Let's hope for the events. Okay. So, so, law of attraction. So, many people who are familiar or aware with the law of attraction think that it's the secret. I mean, I think a lot of people yeah. have seen the secret, read the book, and all of the, all of the above. Mm -hmm. The problem that I have with the secret, great book, and it's usually one of the first things I tell people who are completely clueless about the law of attraction, mm -hmm. is that it is more than just thinking and visualizing and being positive. It's not about just being positive or thinking certain things. You're not changing your perception of things. You're not changing your thoughts. You're not changing your um, your expectations for life. You're actually changing your state of being. Um, and it's funny because I actually think one of the best teachers for law attraction was Christ himself because he walked around saying you have to encompass and be what it is that you want to experience. There are many mansions within each of us. And so I believe that law of attraction is basically, and it's very simple in understanding the concept, we are energy antennas. We are constantly sending energy out into the universe, into the world, and we are constantly receiving energy into our lives. And so people think, well, if I, if I work on the stuff on the outside, it will change and get better. And people always try to do things ass backwards, and instead they try to um, change the outside world and not change themselves from within. I always tell people to do it the right way, which is change yourself first. Mm -hmm. You won't even have to worry about exactly. the outside. Yeah. And That's so, exactly. You gotta work from within. Yeah. Yeah. And so what you send out, you get back. So that, that includes your thoughts, your emotions, and the actions and reactions that you have based off of your thoughts and emotions. Mm -hmm. And once that is all aligned, what you send out will come back. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't usually happen right away. Mm -hmm. It usually takes about 30 to 90 days. And the reason why is think of it this way. If I gave you a, cla a glass of milk and I told you to pour water into that glass of milk, how long, if, I, if you just put a couple of drops in there, is that water or is that still milk? Still no. Okay, so what you need to do is consistently apply water. And so what you do in your life is you have to consistently apply techniques and specific activities, specific thought forms, specific actions and behaviors and, and, and really maintain a perspective that is more aligned with positivity. And after about 30 to 90 days, it runs clear and it's no longer milk, it's water. And so that's how you can get that transformation. But it takes time and it is a process. Come on, water. Yes. Alright, so building on that, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of the laws of attraction or energy and dating um, or just life period um, that goes into what a lot of people consider karma. Mm -hmm. You know, what you put out into this world is what you get back. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in karma? Absolutely. I actually recently had a past life experience with an uh, amazing woman. Her name was Melanie Harrell. Um, and she is one of Houston's top premier like past life regressionists. Oh, wow. um, and basically, you're hypnotized into going into a past life. Mm -hmm. And in that past life, I encountered so many interesting. And it's like a memory that comes back up. And you're like, where the hell did this come from? Oh, wow. And you sit there, it's like, what the hell? You know. Right. So as these thoughts pop into your head, you start to remember things about experiences that you didn't have in this lifetime that are based in other lifetimes. And you encounter people in those lifetimes that you recognize in this lifetime as, as someone else. And so you start to see what happened in those experiences that help to create the situation you're in now. Wow. So that's what I consider karma, which is the balancing of an experience. If you are the thief, then it is your time at some point to pay the price, and that's the judgment, but then also to receive the experience, the full experience, and also be the, the what is the opposite of the thief? The victim. The victim. There you go. Yeah. So to be the, the yeah. That is so interesting because like uh, one of my coworkers was telling me that um, his idea of karma was actually kind of the same thing. Whereas like if you um, like say you know how people mm -hmm. they feel like uh, somebody they go through life and they never really get um, what's the word I'm looking for? A fair chance. Not a fair chance, but um, opportunity. 
No, like how, like say you do something bad, okay. but you don't. It doesn't come back on you in the same manner, right? right. It, it doesn't right. come back on you or whatever. So right. he was telling me that, um, like when, like when you die, that you know you come back and you come back as like the victim. So like if you are a raper, right. then in right. your next whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a rapist, then I know, right? Like the next life you come back in, like you're the victim this yeah. time or whatever, so you can experience that whole thing. Right. Um, and it was he was also saying something to the effect of like when you um like how people they they don't quite um so what am I thinking? We were just talking you just said it, like how you don't reap the benefit. Oh, like um you know, don't get rid of yeah, like they, like they, they are always like the victim. Like they don't nothing, what they sell. Like no, nothing ever goes right for them, and it, you, you don't quite know why that is. They just have that really they, bad karma. Like they have that really bad karma because it's like coming from a past life. Yeah. Well, and you know, speaking to spirits, which I do quite often, you actually don't stop working and developing yourself here once you're done on the physical plane. When you, when you evolve to the next level, which some people call heaven, some people call the other side, spirits still have to be accountable for their behavior wow. and their action, but th it doesn't end there. Now, they can come back into a lifetime and try to get the fullness of that experience and work through those issues, um, but I've had spirits who actually still have to work through those issues in spirit. There's a, a woman whose um, son passed away. He actually committed suicide. Oh, wow. um, he hung himself from his closet. Mm -hmm. And so when he came through, the first she came to me twice. The first time she came to visit, she says, is he okay? Is he happy? And I said, no, he's not happy, but he's not bad. He's working on it. Mm -hmm. But oh, wow. he's getting there. So the next time she came, which was a year later, she said, he said, they've given me a job. And she oh, says, what do you mean they've given you a job? And he says, yes, my job is to visit all the people who want to kill themselves and try to touch them and prevent them from doing wow, so. So the little so voice cool. in their mind that says, don't do it, yeah. don't do it, it's that's, gonna be okay. Yeah. It's that inner voice that's, you always That inner have. voice is his, and he does that for some people. And every time he helps someone, he understands their process, and he also understands a little more about his journey as well. Fernando, wow. can I ask you a question mm -hmm. about that? Mm -hmm. This is Michelle, mm -hmm. sorry. <laughs> do you think that we would be ultimately happier here if we kind of knew what we were here to work on, like from our past experiences? So there's a reason why our memories are wiped when we arrive here, mm -hmm. because we are supposed to turn into the person that we are today. If you knew who you are in fullness, that includes all of your lifetimes, your soul to its fullness, understanding the greatness of God, and all of that is, if you understood all of that, you probably wouldn't subject yourself to some of the things that we are subjecting ourselves to right. every single day of our lives. So there's a reason why our memories are white, because we are trying to have experiences that are dependent on our ignorance of the whole awareness of things. When we get back over there, we can see all of that in, in, in fullness. But there's a reason why I came into life as a gay man, because there are experiences that I have had that have allowed me to have compassion and consideration and sympathy for other people. Wow. So there's a reason why we have situations the way they play themselves out in life, why we have conditions to life. So, Happiness is relative. You can be happy in most moments of your life, but we're not taught how to be happy in the moment. We're taught how to strive for something that is supposedly supposed to give us happiness. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get lost and we waste time. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so deep. <laughs> that was very deep. My mind's very deep. Like a deep tuber. Deep and long. No, man. very specific views about life, the afterlife, 
death, all of the above hell, you know, what's right, what's wrong. As I've gotten older and as I've had experiences, and I feel divinely taught by, by life and God um, itself, and I refer to it as itself because God is in the form that you choose to see it in if you just open your mind a little. So how big are you willing to open up your mind? And so for me, I do believe in God, and I refer to it as God because I feel comfortable talking to God. I, I feel comfortable referring to it as something more than just an idea. So for me, it's something personal. But I believe in heaven, I believe in hell, and so forth. But if my perceptions and my awareness of what those things are has changed and, and just gotten better over time. So for me, for example, hell is not a place, it's a state of being. Mm -hmm. And something that we but subject ourselves to. Exactly. Wow. So mm -hmm. it just depends on whether you want to keep yourself there or not. Um, and so nowadays when people talk about purgatory or, um, you know, I think of that as the astral plane, which is the plane between our space and the other side where those souls or those spirits, this referred to as spirits, because souls and spirits are two different things and people get them both confused, but spirits who are transcending and moving forward into the afterlife, they're not sure they want to go there. They're not sure they're ready to go there. And so sometimes they stay behind, they stay very physical, or they get stuck in the uh, astral plane and they start to repeat themselves and everything that they've experienced in the lifetime prior. Like Groundhog Day? Like Groundhog Day, <laughs> exactly. Um, and don't learn. And don't learn, yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's the same thing. Well, yeah, and it's interesting. Religion and spirituality is very clear to me now because I consider myself to be very spiritual. And that, that just means I'm pretty open to everything and I want to understand everything. Mm -hmm. Religion, I asked. I asked my guides many years ago, what's the point of religion? Why do we have all these religions? Why can't anyone do that? And the reason why that is is because well, the way it was spoken to me was, you know, Fernando, we all wear different size shoes. Mm -hmm. And when you start off at the beginning, your, your shoes are pretty small. You don't, you're not able to fill in a lot of space. Mm -hmm. As you get older, as you progress forward, your feet get bigger and you need bigger shoes. And so are you willing to take the risk and fit into a larger pair of shoes, expanding your awareness, expanding your consciousness, or do you stay stuck in the same pair of shoes, but at that point, you've outgrown them, they no longer serve you, and they hurt, you're painful. So oh, sometimes when people hold on to religious beliefs that no longer serve them, they are caught, they are pained by them. So you have to make a choice at that point to stick to what you are comfortable with that feels, feels, feels uh, familiar to you, or do you take the risk and trust in God and move forward in something bigger and beyond yourself. I almost feel like religion is very um, limiting. Agreed. You know, it can be, but it can also be liberating. Because some people who don't have anything, they need something they to do. They need something. Yes. But that's like their small shoes, like you said. Exactly. That's their religion, is meant to be, the yeah. religion is meant to be a tool for our ability to understand and comprehend the greatness that is God. It's not supposed to limit us and our ability to comprehend that greatness. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we do that with everything in our lives. We don't yes. comprehend our own greatness. How the hell are we going to comprehend the greatness of the Lord right. God? Right. I think it depends on where we are in our lives. Like sometimes we need more of a something like to be able to grasp grasp something mm -hmm. that we believe in, depending mm -hmm. on what we're going on. Like let's say someone who has cancer and they're told they have like stage four, and they mm -hmm. might need something bigger to grasp onto so, than. It's interesting because as you say that, I saw sparkles next to your head, and whenever I see sparkles, that's my. Can I not have cancer though? That's that, that's, <laughs> my, that's my indicator that there's a spirit that's with you that is oh. trying to get your attention or let me know that they're with you. And in this case, I feel like it's a female, it's an older female who, and she takes my attention to her throat, so she's acknowledging that either there was not the opportunity to say goodbye or there was a lack of communication. And she's also acknowledging that she has been trying to communicate with you for a long period of time. Oh wow! And so she's just wanting to let you know that she is okay. Oh. She is no longer in pain. She's also talking about her legs. Either there was pain in her legs, or there was a feeling of something not working properly with the leg area. Um, and she's also, she paints hearts or draws hearts, and she connects that to you. Um, do you have a tattoo? Mm -hmm. What yeah. do you have a tattoo of? I have like six tattoos. Okay. So somehow she's acknowledging tattoos or a tattoo of specific uh, importance. And she's wanting to acknowledge that. And she's just letting... Wow, she says that you have yeah. her strength and you have her abilities and you could practice that if you just simply step into those pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. So she's Ooh, wanting you to know that she's wow. there to support you, but you have to support and choose into believing yourself. But this female is with you. Wow. wow. That's awesome. 
She also says hello to your mom, or she's letting yourself into oh your mom. So do you know why she would be referring to your mom specifically? Right there. Okay, so that's oh. why. So just know that she's with you. Oh, wow. Did she also that's do seamstry so work, or was there some sort of sewing or seamstry that she was really good at? I don't have to ask about Actually, you know those crochet be, things, or things that people, doilies, doilies? Do you know she ever had doilies, or she ever had, I'm seeing the ruffles and the doilies. So there's this like doily ruffle kind of theme that she's going to bring up. Um, oh, God. But she's okay. She's fine. Oh, my oh, goodness. That was so, so and, and so, and that's not even something I expected to do, but as soon as she, as soon as she flashed, uh, as soon as the light flashed, which for me, I don't see spirit like I see you. I don't hear spirit like I see you uh, or like I hear you. And so for me, when I encounter spirit, I see the pureness of it, which is simply a, a ball of light, pure, oh, pureness wow. in form. Okay. Whenever people see spirits in physical form and they see their personality, they're not actually not seeing something outside of themselves. That spirit is connecting with their mind and trying and using their eyes as a projector to help mm -hmm. see something. Oh, That's wow. why some people can see things and some people can't because it's not actually physically out there, it's in here. And oh, that's where wow. my connection to spirit is, is in here. Wow. So, but she's with you and she wants you to know that. And she was making it very, very, <laughs> as soon as you opened your mouth, splash, splash, and I was out, crap. <laughs> and, so, and normally when I'm off the clock, which I'm at home and watching Star Trek on the couch, and they flash, I'm like, y'all are gonna have to come back tomorrow because I'm supposed to be. I give y'all plenty of time. Y'all need to just do what y'all need to do in a different way. Stop monopolizing my life. Yeah. I have, I have even moment of what he's saying um, everything you're saying reminds me of my great grandmother that um, she's very young she died of cancer but she was just always out of all the great grandkids that was like me like she's always calling me her little chime doll and mm -hmm. she just she she did a lot of what you just said that you can see that she might do. So I don't mean, I don't want to go into detail because it's just like really weird and not even. Well, and look, and look, and look, it just wasn't even expected. Exactly, so. but that's the thing. It's it's not weird. It's not weird. When you text, when you think of a friend and you text them, they get the message right away and then they send you an emoji and you kind of figure out what they said by that emoji back to you. So for me, communicating with spirit is exactly the same process. Now, it's not as clear as a text message because I will be making a lot more money than <laughs> emojis that are my memories, that are my thoughts, that are my feelings, and I have to understand those emotions. And interpreted. And it's interpreted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's very clear, sometimes it's a feeling, sometimes it's a symbol, a symbol or a sign, and that's how I interpret that information. Sometimes I get it wrong and I misunderstand them, mm -hmm. and then I have to figure it out for a right, while. Right. Um, but sometimes it comes across very clear. And the moment you opened your mouth, the flash was there, and I was like, oh crap, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta bring them through. So. <laughs> oh, that is not. But I, I'm gonna simple. take that and think and doing it all night long. No, I appreciate it, but um, you should be very happy. Yeah. <laughs> I love my, my great grandmother. She loved me. I would sit in the back of the house on holidays, and no one else would be back there with her because she was like forty something years older than us. But I would because she just she just loved me. I don't know. It's kind of weird as far as female, you know, grandparents or great grandparents. That was I have. The one great grandmother and then my grandfather that I was really really close to, so I feel like that was just kind of my great grandmother. But oh, nonetheless, <laughs> thank you. Right? Thank you. <laughs> thank you. It also said too that there's a calling that you're not recognizing that you could be doing. Well, she's she's trying to empower you because you need it. Uh, and you're not giving it. You're not giving yourself enough empowerment. So she's pretty much trying. And this is how they they work. They. Like the guy, the gentleman who committed suicide, they're always trying to infuse our minds with something that will help us. So they're not going to show up and say, hey, go to the 7-Eleven and buy a lottery ticket. You'll win a lottery. <laughs> they're not going to do that. Because, that would be a great way what, to do, because, if you ever want yeah. to reach out to and, me. And you know what? And that would make, like I said, like my life a whole lot easier. But you have lessons to learn, and that would restrict you from your ability mm -hmm. to learn those lessons. And they have levels of interference that are okay, and levels of interference that they cannot that they cannot get involved and, and start to make choices for you. Wow. That's a reason why there's a limit to how often a person who has lost someone can come and see me in, in, a, in a period of time. One, one visit a year, not because I don't want to see you, right. but because there's no way that I'm going to let you to become that dependent on me for your answers. Right. You're still here. You have to make yeah. choices and decisions right. to live here that are going to get you to the next day. 
they're not here anymore. They're they're on cloud nine and they're enjoying and sipping sipping on whatever they were wishing they were <laughs> sipping on before they. So they don't they don't really they care, but it, they don't have an invested interest. They only care about us and seeing us through our path and our journey. And so that's how they. So do the spirits do they go through a reincarnation process like? So um, yes. So with reincarnation, and you know, actually there was a book written on reincarnation that was part of the original. Testament, and then it was it was taken out at the Council of Nicaea um, because there were books. That's when they were trying to figure out what all the Christians, all the Catholics, were going to be believing in, and so they said, "Well, let's put a book so everybody has the same lesson plan." Unfortunately, there's a lot of materials that didn't make it into, into right. the final cut. You know, like, like empowerment of women that didn't make it in, and they turned Mary Magdalene from you know she was a wealthy person in that time to a prostitute. So they switched her up because they didn't want to empower women. Because women are probably the most one of the most powerful beings on the planet, and if men allowed women to take over, we'd probably not be having all the wars and all the crap that we have to deal with on a regular basis. And I cried. I cried. So, oh my god, I was so sad. Yeah. I was so sad. I, I, I felt it. TV on my I felt it. Well, and you know, I still been going, and I'll answer your question once you remind me. But. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, with the election, every, from what I understand, every single, and I know some of you are Trump supporters, that's fine, I have no problem with not, that. Not at all. in this house. I under, well, thank you, God. Well, thank you, God. But I understand it. I understand it. But still, and, and most of my clients are, actually, actually, a large majority of my clients are some of, well, yeah, Trump supporters, well, which is crazy. It's weird. That they would be, that they would be your clients and Trump supporters because... You know what? Well, a majority, I would say 70% of my clients are Republicans and are super religious. Super religious. I would think more liberal type people would actually come see versus a conservative. Yes, but liberal people are usually trying to find their own answers through their own process. They're not trying to find answers from someone else that is obviously more tapped in than they are. And usually these people are just so closed off that they have no other choice but to go to someone else. So that's why that's why that happens. But with the election, yeah, with the election, I really thought Hillary was going to win. Because let me tell you about my dream. Before the election happened, I had a dream, and in the dream, I, I dreamt that Hillary was assassinated. And remember that all dreams are interpretive or symbolic in nature. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're very clear. But um, in this instance, I had a dream that Hillary was assassinated. Then they were not going to elect Donald Trump, and they were, they were trying to figure out who was going to be the next president. And there was chaos everywhere, because nobody knew who the next right. president was going to be, even though he had won the election. And so in the dream, and I woke up and I'm like, well, who the hell is going to be the president? You know? <laughs> and every single psychic that I know and that I'm familiar with, they all said the same thing, that she was going to win. So we were all blown away, because even numerologists and people who said, this is her life path, this is supposed to be this way, were shell-shocked. And, even oh, I'm still wow. and I'm still holding on to the possibility that she might still get it, because... With the electoral? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the electoral college, yeah. And some people were like, well, you're being a crybaby. I'm like, that's right, because I, I refuse to accept ignorance yeah. in the White House. And I'm not saying all of the supporters are ignorant. I'm saying that the person that is representing yeah. himself as Donald Trump is an ignorant fool yes. who does not need to be in charge of a nuclear button. Right. And exactly. so that's what I'm saying. Um, and so that's my take on the election. But, you know, like I said, I respect people's choices. Mm-hmm. And if he does get to be the president, then he'll be the president. But I'm not going to call him the president, but that's me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with that. I understand. Are we still talking about religion now? Um, I think we are actually going to move on to discuss trust issues. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> um, I have plenty of them. <laughs> yes, you do. Have. Uh, trust starts from within. So I guess the question is, what does it mean to trust yourself? Nobody. I mean, I don't know. Oh, I'm waiting for y'all. I'm about to talk that ass. So I'm gonna. <laughs> Experiences that you've learned and that you'll make the right decisions and that you'll, you know, direct your life in the path that you need to do it based on things that have happened to you before and that, you know, to trust your 
My thing is, I think I always follow my first line. To me, my first my, my that little voice in my ear always that I don't listen to sometimes. Every time I don't listen to it, something bad happens. Mm-hmm. So now I'm learning to trust myself in that. And I mean, that's the only example I can use because I'm learning to trust myself because I don't always listen. And I know my, my it's always telling me, do this, do this, and I always go this way and I always mess up. But the times that I do listen, to that small little voice in my head, everything, it, it always works out. So now I think that's a part of that and having faith in, in yourself to, to make the right decisions, make the right choices, and also surrounding yourself with the right people because I feel like the right people, being around the wrong people can really distort your, your way of thinking and, and make you question and doubt yourself whether or not you're making, you know, you make the right yeah. decisions. Does that make sense? I sound like I'm bad it, with it. It completely makes sense. I can say... Um, for the most part, just, you know, going over some of what we consider trusting ourselves. Avoid comparing yourself to others. This is something that I you know, have fought with for a lot of my life. Just probably recently that I stopped doing that. And it has to do with the people that I'm around where they continue to say, you know, be okay with who you are. Even if you're not, you know, 100% how you want to be or 100% just, you know, perfect. There's no perfect person. Right. You know, embrace your flaws. Be okay with who you are and whoever you're dealing with. They just have to take you for who you are. I know. And I've said that to you. I, I, and you have. And actually, you've drilled it in my head. And it's 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 helped me with just be becoming a better person. At the end of the day, I am who I am. I'm not going to sit here and continue to try to be who it is that I'm with who they want me to be. I can't be that person. I can try to be that person for about 30 minutes and then I'm like, look, I got to own me. Take me, And at the end of the day, if I'm trying to help myself and do better because I realize that like, you know, grow with that. But as far as my trust issues, for the most part, it comes down to like just things that I probably went through my childhood and stuff that make me not, not even just childhood, but even just relationships you know, when I was younger, I don't necessarily feel like I trust what the next person is saying. And it's probably going to take someone that loves me enough for me as I am to help me to, I guess, just trust everything that, well, maybe not everything, but just trust what they say. We're not feeling like, okay, well, the last person that said that to me did this and this and this and this and this and this. And, and I haven't had that in probably a good 10, 12 years. But, okay, real so quick. I have trust issues. Do you trust yourself? Mm-hmm. Right. And you That's the thing. Are you saying for me personally? Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Because, I mean, you're saying that you have all these issues and somebody is going to have to accept you as is. For me to trust them. For you to for trust me to trust myself. But do you trust yourself and the decisions that you make? Right. You know, because, I mean, I feel like that's, like, a little bit much to put on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, so it's like you have to be okay with the decisions that you make. That you, one, that you chose this person mm-hmm. to be in a relationship with. You know, so you have to trust that that's a good decision. Mm-hmm. For on your you. part. Yeah, on no, your I part. I, so I, I have yet to get to the point of trusting myself 100% for who I decide to give a chance to. You know, I was going to ask you, as far as you said, um, you know, they're going to have to take you for who you are and everything like that, but are you ready to show that to somebody? And I think that that sometimes stops you too because... You're right, because you know me But that goes, well. that goes back, this is Jen, that goes back to trusting yourself. If you don't trust yourself, you're not going to show yourself to that person. Right. So this is my thing with trusting myself. I know the things that I want to change. And I try to change them, and I might use someone that I'm dealing with to be the driver for me to say, okay, Jocelyn, you've been wanting to change this. This is more of a reason or more of a, like, why not now, you know, because you're trying to deal with that person. But guess what ends up happening? It ends up being temporary. But I always feel like you you have to get there. So I always tell you maybe you should spend some time alone because... You have to get there by yourself. By yourself. I agree. I totally disagree. Do you? No, 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 no. I think she keeps like, what do you like? Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to put butter on those cakes. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, but if disagree, I'm going to agree with what they're saying. Every time, and I hate to like use movies as an example, but like seriously, 
movies like Eat, Pray, Love, times where I take time to myself where my friends think I'm totally tripping because I just don't want to be bothered with anybody. Those are the times that I grow the most. When I am by myself, when I am finally getting to the point where I am okay to say I can be okay not being in a relationship. I can be okay with having a couple of friends. I can be okay on Friday, Saturday night and not doing anything, but working out or watching movies and Netflixing and chilling by myself. Like I, I do the best when I, I'm totally devoted to just myself. But when I'm trying to do it for someone else, even though I want to do it for myself, but I try to let someone else be that motivator, it doesn't stick around. See, here's what I believe. I believe that you need to know who you are. Mm -hmm. I believe that you need to choose who you are. Mm -hmm. And I believe that if you practice that enough, you will get very comfortable and you will know that to, to the core and not question it. Whenever we get with someone else, we begin to change ourselves to accommodate that person and their personality and what they want for themselves. And sometimes we do that out of fear because we don't want to be, we don't want to be alone. Sometimes we do that because we're trying to have an acceptance that maybe we didn't get when we were children. I wasn't accepted by my father. He rejected me, didn't want me. And so every male that I've met in my life, I changed to accommodate because I wanted to be embraced and accepted and loved. So know yourself first. And I didn't know myself for many, many years. And so after my last major relationship ended, I met my current partner two weeks later, and I got into that relationship. And I got out of a hardcore four-year, I mean, living together, I mean, it was a hardcore relationship, and going into a new one like that, and people were like, you should have done that. And my, my partner says, hey, I don't know, you were just out of a relationship two weeks, I wouldn't have gone with afraid. you. And I said, well, then you wouldn't be sitting on that bottle of wine, then. <laughs> so I said, and, 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 and what happened was, for the first two or three years of that relationship, of this relationship, I continued to operate on the mentality and on the behavior of these previous relationships. And I was operating that way with a person that was nothing like that. So all of those, all of those issues, all of those trust issues, all of these, you know, always trying to control me and trying to push me down and this abusiveness that I endured in that last relationship, it came forward in little itty bitty things. Not because my current partner brought those things up in me, but because he reminded me of something that brought those things up in myself. And in that moment, I have reactions. And thank God he was so patient and so kind and so loving, not always, but most of the time, because he <laughs> let me work that out in the state of, and he didn't even realize I was doing this the whole time we were together for the first two years. I was working through those issues of trust and faith and love and loyalty in the first two years we were together. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a lot easier to work on those things when you're alone. Yeah. But you, you have to understand that you, who you are and then choose to continue to be that despite the person you're going to be with and take the risks that they're going to reject that or take it as is. Yes. And it was a lot harder for me because I had to work it out in the moment on the spot on with the someone spot. who was nothing right. like the person that I was right. with. So you can, can do one or the other. You can do one or the other. And I think that it helped me become even stronger and more convicted in who I was and in myself because now I know myself because I've tested it out on battlefield in the relationship yeah. field and now I know who I am. So Go it's not ahead. a question yeah. of that anymore. And so I believe it can happen it both can ways. Happen way. It's easier when you're alone, but it doesn't matter. It's whatever you choose. Mm -hmm. I but can I mean, for how I am personally, I probably would do better figuring it out by myself. Than yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I, I, don't I, don't know, I don't know if it's possible to really... Can you really give somebody your full trust if you don't already kind of trust yourself enough? It's not. It's not first. about. It's not about giving them and having enough evidence because we base everything on off of evidence. I need enough evidence, sir, so that I can trust you fully. No, it's not like that. In that moment, with a new person in front of your face, the universe is asking you take the risk and trust in the opportunity to love fully, completely. And if you take the risk, you cannot question this. Right. You have to take the risk and take you a step forward. Yeah. If you don't do that, it will come up in the relationship, and you may actually create the issue of trust in that relationship yeah. because of what you're calling forward from your actions or your fear and right. anxiety moving forward. In I trust. think the evidence is the problem, like needing the evidence. Yeah, yes. you know that you can trust somebody versus yes. giving them a grain of salt of trust. But that's where the beginning. That's where we go from evidence or trust into faith. And yeah. I choose faith over trust because trust Woo! is based off of what you see and what you mm, feel. Faith true. is in, I know that this is what it should be, or I know that this is what it's meant to be, or I know that this is how it can be. 
So I choose to have faith in that and take a step forward. It's either going to blow up in my face or it's not. But I have to take the risk if it's going to pay off. And you have to be okay with whichever whichever way it happens. So do you feel like a lot of people come to you because they don't trust themselves and that's what they're seeking stuff because they lack the trust within them to make the decision? I think that a lot of people, well, people come to me for many reasons. Um, One of the most important reasons and one of the reasons why I do this work is because I am not here to tell you anything about what you should or shouldn't do in your life. I am simply a mirror. I am here to reflect to you who you are and make it absolutely clear so that you leave there with that clarity in mind and go forward in choice in your actions and behaviors and what you choose to become moving forward. So that's what I am. It's just a mirror, a a reflector. That's it. So that's why I feel people come to me and why I do the work that I do, because I want to reflect to them their own greatness. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Not much more to say. And if that that don't work, then I will slap you across the face and say words of reality, because you ain't getting it. Between themselves and you, something's Mm got to make sense. Something's got to give, Yeah. And if they don't, in the moment, and they say, well, he's just full of shit. I don't know. I ain't coming back here ever again. I'll see you next year then. Exactly. Because you're going to come back. Exactly. I have to say, I really, really like freaking couples. I know, right? I'm so totally on board. Everybody was my best friend. Yes. Like, I'm inviting him to brunch. You have, like, five new best friends. Yeah. Like, I'm coming to see you to go and, like, you... Let my great grandmother visit me. You know what? You know what? It, it's it's so nice to hear those things. And what I was mentioning to you guys earlier before we started this is, you have to take those kinds of words and take it and just embrace it, but don't let it go to your head. Yeah. Right. And you know, for a, a large portion of my life, I didn't feel loved by people. I didn't feel accepted. I didn't feel liked. And what happened was after that last major relationship, that teaching relationship, I started practicing Mm self-love and self-appreciation. And in the process of doing that, what happened after a period of time is people began to love me and like me. And I started to see in myself the things that they were seeing as well. So it's very nice to hear that. So thank you so much for You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He's so authentic, guys. Yes. I love him. Yes. Yes. So we love Fernando, but how do we like the wine that he brought up? <laughs> it was crap. No. <laughs> yeah. But you don't. But you don't trust yourself. <laughs> The flavor, yeah. great. I mean, yeah. it's not too strong. It's not. It's full of flavor. It has berries and mm-hmm. and it's not too sweet. Like I don't like. I'm not mm-hmm. a sweet wine drinker at all. See, this is perfect. You know about this yeah. wine? So this is my last bottle because I get this in Santa Fe. He gave us his last bottle. What's yeah. the name of this wine? It, Nabilio. It's Saint Clair Winery. Winery. Yeah. And you can't get it in Houston. You have to go to Santa Fe or order it. In really? To have it. Do you want to yeah, go half? Do you want to go half on a crate? Oh. <laughs> Why don't I bring you some next time I go? Hey. Okay. And I'll bring you some. Well, we are new best friends, so. <laughs> That's what best friends do. No. Good. This uh, is really, know, my, really, not, really good. Not, not to make it somber, but the last bottle that I had, I used to have a friend named Chelsea, and Chelsea died a few years ago, and she was hit by a drunk driver. And then afterwards, she began to visit me and push me to do the work that I do now. So this, the last bottle that I had, Prior to this one, which was just a couple of weeks ago, I drank the bottle in her memory because it was the anniversary of her passing mm-hmm. when she got hit and when they had to take her on life support. So I took the bottle and I put some flowers in it and then I took it to her ghost bike, which is off of Wa and Montrose, mm-hmm. and I left oh. the bottle there. So that was, because she always would say, don't buy the cheap stuff, don't buy the bougie stuff, because those yeah. people at Whole Foods, because she worked at Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Those people at Whole Foods don't know what the hell they're doing. So just. <laughs> R.I.P. Chelsea. So sometimes the cheapest wine is the best. Yes. Absolutely. It didn't taste cheap, so you're good. No. It sure did. R.I.P. Chelsea. Yeah. Really it was very good. Berries. Yes, like, you could. Really good. You can, like, it doesn't taste like you're drinking wine. Right. No. right. That's a problem for me. That's a yeah. problem, though. <laughs> like, it sort of tasted like a cup of crayon apple juice. Yeah. And, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. No, and it's, it's not that smooth. Sweet, yeah. <laughs> it's very smooth. It was very smooth. It wasn't too red. Like, it didn't taste too red, and it didn't taste too great flavored for, like, the Savion or whatever. It was good. Really good. 
I don't even know how we're going to follow that up. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out with the next bottle. It's our new wine. We're going to have to reach out to them. Well, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's I know, right? Awesome. Um, well, thanks, Fernando, for coming. We're not done with you yet. So everybody, please listen next week because we will have a second episode with Fernando. Because <laughs> um, we love him so much. Yes, yes. He's our best friend, duh. <laughs> Sharana doesn't say that about very many people. Exactly. Wear your pampers because you're going to get wet. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for listening. And please check us out on SoundCloud. And what is it, Danielle? Where else are we at? We're on Stitcher Radio now. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You also can uh, follow our Facebook page and our Twitter is Girl Talking Wine. Girl Talking Wine. Check me out. Check me out. I'm doing great Instagram things. Instagram as well. Yes. Oh yeah. So all of that social media, everything. Subscribe, people. Like it. Yes. Comment, please. Review. Love us. Review, share review, it. Review, review. Share, share, share. If you want to know about you. each and every one of us, we have our own little interviews on there. Review. All of that good stuff. Get to know the girls. Get to, every time Wait, this is what girl. she did last time remember she was like well alright now <laughs> can you let me be great that's my thing well alright now I'm trusting myself okay, you're trusting yourself I'll let you have it well, alright bye bye, bye. Thank you for joining us on Between Us Girls, the podcast. But don't keep it a secret. Tell everyone you know. Listen, send, and share with your girlfriends. See you next week.